first of all, I just wanted to ask you about some of your earlier stuff. Um, Andrew Higson actually defined your your early films as heritage films, like essentially Irish and and kind of arguably some of the greater contributors to Irish the Irish indigenous template in those early years. Where where were your influences coming from? I'm not really quite sure. Um, maybe from literature. And, um, of course, there was the, the British Realist movement as well was happening around the the, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I, wasn't so, I wasn't as much aware as, of that as I liked actually the, the films of people like Ingmar Bergman and, uh, and some of the Italian more realistic films. But I also loved Fellini, but, but um, I, I'm not completely conscious of where it all came from. I know that when I, when I was a teenager, I remember seeing um, on RTE Week in the Life of Martin Cluxton, which had a really strong effect on me. Yeah. Just from, just from the point of view of making something that felt real and of its time and really reflected something that was very uniquely Irish. Yeah. Um, I, you were, I suppose, one of the first to produce kind of avant-garde cinema in Ireland um, and, and cinema that was kind of unconcerned with the traditional image of Ireland. But you have drifted back and forth between kind of present and historical representations of, say, things like masculinity or disenfranchised members of society. Does contemporary Irish film still interrogate those tropes, do you think? Probably not the best person to ask. Um, I think I think it does um, uses different techniques to do it. I think there is a more of a, a push towards even if one addresses those problems that it, it, there's more of a, a push towards spectacle. Yeah. yeah, and something that might be slightly outrageously uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is but I, I guess it's which is not really. More of a marketable really model now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. also wanted to ask you about your your relationship to to John McGahern's work. Um, what were the what were the 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 motivating factors for you in in adapting his work for the screen and making those kind of artistic connections within Ireland? Um, I think you know when I was you know quite young, I I read some of his novels. I read The Dark. Um, and one or two other novels that he'd written. And for me, it was like a revelation. I just thought it was a kind of a sensuous truth about what he was writing, which I'd never really encountered before, you know? Yeah. And um, particularly in the dark, you know, there was there was a lot of representations of what it was like to be a teenager in Ireland and stuff, you know? Yeah, and yeah. A kind of a, an underlying sense of brutality, within the writing, but an amazing sensuality as well, which I offset sometimes the darkness of what he wrote. Um, and then later when he, he brought out a collection of short stories, which was called Nightlines, and, you know, two of, two of the, the short stories, you know, I ended up making as films, you know, so yeah. almost by default one of them, and... Uh, but Wheels was certainly something that I thought I might be able to manage on a very small budget, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and then Korea just became, came out of the blue almost. It started in the short film, started to grow. I got some money from Germany. 
they wanted a longer piece than what I was proposing. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe O'Byrne came in and opened it out, brought in the kind of love story elements, which weren't weren't essentially in the short story, which is about three pages long. So, um, and um, looking back on it now, I see that it's actually quite a romantic film. You know? Yeah. And of course, like a lot has changed, you know, in terms of um, funding and producing and, and distributing platforms that are available to to filmmakers. Um, you crowdfunded for Butterfly. That must have been uh, a, a hugely liberating experience for you, having lived through the, the first and second film boards. And Yeah, well, I just felt, you know, with Butterfly that, you know, I probably would get put through a mincer if I sent it into the film board, you know. Yeah. Um, the, length, the length of it was a problem. <clears throat> and to be frank, and I'm not, this isn't, a, you know, a sweeping statement, but it's accurate enough that there are now legions of experts, you know, yeah. um, that can all um, take over your script or your, your thesis or your treatment and everybody... Everybody knows everything now. Um, so, you know, it, it, it has become more difficult because one feels, you know, you're running a kind of creative gauntlet. Um, and, you know, I really needed to, to go out and make something. And hence, you know, there was um, the, the funded scheme and, and Root was the best for that particular film. And it was great because I just produced it myself, you know, yeah. With the help of my wife and now Queen and then stuff. And, you know, we just went out, we, we went out and did it. I mean, it, it, it's not, it, don't get me wrong, it's not ad hoc. I mean, it was fairly well planned and shot over five days, but it was very liberating. Yeah, to, I can imagine. Not to be looking over your shoulder, thinking like, you know, yeah. who's, who's watching me now? Yeah, or people trying to direct you in a certain way or, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there yeah. have been, I suppose, if we can call them like ups and downs in your career in, in terms of getting yeah. films off the ground. And after yeah. the success of Korea, that I, I guess there were, there was even more money made available to make uh, yeah. Love and Rage. But you've spoken yeah. about that being kind of a, a low point for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the money for Love and Rage came pretty quickly, relatively speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, suddenly I was into an area that I hadn't experienced before. It was, you know, it was a monster of a thing which suddenly came down the road and hit me, basically. Um, I think there was a couple of problems. It was a kind of a European co-production, also with money coming from the Island Man. There were two or three producers on it, yeah? Yeah. There was money falling in and falling out of production on a daily basis, even while we shot. Yeah. Well. And even at stages, there was pressure on me to close it all down. You know. Yeah. Um, I knew if I closed it down, I would never resurrect it again. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and you know, I was working with a part German crew, a Polish cameraman. I mean, that was all good, but the pressure and the amount of of stuff that comes with a bigger budget uh, can actually be quite daunting and 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 get in the way. Now, there are a lot of good things about it, but it can get in the way of 
actually, you know, trying to find what you want to make, what's what's really important, you know. Mm-hmm. And films at times can be, the more money there's in them, the more people are around who are quite willing and, and ready to help you have spend it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. If I could ask you to pick one moment in your career in terms of your 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 filmmaking achievements, what what would be the proudest moment for you? Off the top of your head, what springs to mind? Um, a day out on the lake in um, in Cavan near Bon Boy when we were shooting uh, Korea, yeah. and we had built this rig, and I was trying to find out how are we going to shooting on water is really difficult. Uh, yeah, know? yeah. And um, I was looking through this monitor, and we, you know, we we had this filter on the lens, and we were following the two main characters out on the boat and through these reeds and stuff. And I thought, you know, isn't this isn't this fantastic? <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> I just thought the freedom of it as well, and I think probably because the camera boat only had about four people in it, yeah, mm-hmm. and the rest of the crew were on the bank, and I thought. You know, this is this is freedom. Escape, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I suppose it'd be superficially that is the best one. Yeah. Okay. Um. And how does it feel now to to have you know a week long showcase celebrating your work? Um, well, it, it feels a little bit kind of bizarre to be honest with you. You know, you you feel like you're standing beside yourself. Um, yeah. And when it, when it was when I was approached about it, I was reluctant because I, you know, I just didn't know whether I, you know, I wanted it, and really whether I wanted to talk about the stuff just yet because I want to do more things. I wouldn't like to think that it was like an obituary, but <laughs> something that was that was, um, you know, I was, you know, because I'm still hoping to to keep moving forward you know yeah I was just going to ask that was my next question What what's what's on the cards for you now or have you have you anything taken anything on board recently or what's upcoming well I mean I've had a few, I have a few things one is a feature length film which has originated from John Banbull and has gone through various redrafts and redrafts and redrafts hence one of the reasons I needed to go out and make Butterfly yeah um and there's two documentaries, uh, documentary ideas that I'm trying to do at the moment, and um, nearly got money from from the BAI, but was turned down just recently. So, you know, you have to kind of pick your stuff up off the ground continuously, and then just try again. You know, yeah. There's a lot more people looking for the same. Well, I mean, the, maybe the pots of money are bigger, but there's an awful lot more people looking right. for it, and the infrastructure and the amount of people around the whole industry of filmmaking, yeah, and yeah. media, yeah, mm-hmm. is so enormous that it's almost suffocating, I think, at times, you yeah. know, that um, to actually try and get something and push it through all of that stuff, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Cahill, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks so yeah, much okay. for talking to me and um, very much looking forward to the weekend and I hope you enjoy it and uh, take care. Thanks very much. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks now, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.